Get the right loan the first time with Bendigo Mortgage Brokers. We do all the shopping around for you and our home loan service is free. Contact Glenn McMahon at Bendigo Mortgage Brokers in View Street, Bendigo. That's Glenn McMahon at Bendigo Mortgage Brokers in View Street, Bendigo. The Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Hard to find, easy to love. Go to thestandardhotel.com.au for details. Welcome to the Country Footy Show and PD Footy, episode 21, season 2017. My name is Paul Daffy. I'm a Melbourne journalist and author. Uh, when I say author, my book Behind the Goals, The History of the VCFL, has been published this year. I'm actually in the process of organising a reprint at the moment, so that'll be completed next week. And you'll see it in the shops uh, before the AFL Grand Final. A bit too late in the season for uh, for the project's good, really. But anyway, it'd be good to get in the shops and uh, hopefully it'll sell in the weeks and months leading up to Christmas. Um, I'm also a journalist who does local local footy radio shows at the moment. A lot of them. I'm spreading myself a bit thinly. Uh, RSN, SEN and the ABC did the annual slot on the ABC on Saturday where we take calls from all over country Australia and metropolitan Australia. Uh, but this is my favourite, my PD footy interviews. And it's my project, that's one reason. But uh, just the format gives me a chance to have long and leisurely chats with country footy figures, which I enjoy, enjoy doing greatly. Uh, my guest today is Sean Monaghan. Sean is the playing coach of the Southern Mallee Giants. Giants are a result of the merger between Hopeton and Bueller. Sean's been there a while now, but this is his first season as the coach. Uh, although he suffered a setback late in the season, which would upset a lot of people, but Sean seems to have taken it in his stride and looking on the positives, and which, of which there are many. His team is through to the grand final in the Horsham District League. I might give you the uh, the final ladder in the Horsham District League, just to provide some context for the later chat. But before I do, I just want to mention um, something in the interview which I come up with. I uh, Laurie Shackey was a Brisbane player, and his son Josh was drafted by the, by the uh, Lions, and he re-signed his contract, or signed a new contract actually during the year, which occasioned much comment after holding up and much speculation that he wanted to return to Victoria. But um, I wrote about Lawrence Shackey years ago. Uh, I was alerted by a friend of mine, Craig Mott, who's from the Mallee. He said, you should write about Laurie Shackey. So I did. Uh, I can't remember doing it, to be honest, but Craig assures me that that was the case. Uh, and when Josh was drafted recently, he reminded me. Um, so Craig's actually from Speed, and his local club was TPG, the famous Tempe Goya Patchewalik, uh, in the Mallee League, now swallowed up by OU United. They went out of business, TPG went out of business a while ago now. So Craig alerted me to the Lawrence Shackey situation. That comes up in the in the interview. Uh, last week I got an email from Craig because I'd mentioned my business partner, Paul O'Bree. Paul is the publican at the Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. And Craig was telling me he played under Paul when he was coaching Deniliquent. So Paul was a famous coach of Uroa. Kicked 100 goals as a full forward in their 1990 Premiership team in the Golden Valley League. Their only, well, their most recent flag in the Golden Valley League. Uh, and then he went to coach Deniliquent for a few years. And Craig said he greatly enjoyed playing with with Paul. Paul told me in the pub last week, it's always good to have a view of the publican, especially when he's a, a, such a good supporter of this this project, PD Footy, telling me, among other things, how much he enjoyed his time at Denny, but uh, he also gave the first senior game to Leo Barry. So this is in the mid-90s. Leo was a 
15-year-old. The bloke he dropped to give Leo Barry a game, a senior game, still dines out on the story, reminding everyone that he's the bloke who got Leo Barry started on his career to greatness. Ten years later, took that famous mark in the uh, dying seconds of the 2005 AFL Grand Final to save the match for Sydney. Anyway, it all started in Deniliquin under Paul O'Brien as the coach. Now, Paul O'Brien is the publican at the Standard in Fitzroy. Fantastic pub. I love going there. Uh, I encourage all listeners to consider the same. Right, I mentioned some context uh, by alerting you of the teams and their relative positions in the Horseman District League before I chat to Sean Monaghan. The uh, final five after the 16-round season, Southern Mallee Giants undefeated on 64 points, Harrow Balmoral 56, Swifts 48, Chaparrot Rainbow 44, Laharam 36. Outside the five, Natamuck United 36, Edenhope Apsley 34, Kalkee 24, very uncharacteristic, what's that? Eighth. I've never known Kalkee to finish outside the finals uh, in all the time I've been covering country footy. Naradua Quantong 20, Rapanyap 16, Taylor's Lake 4, Pimpanayo 2. In the second week of the finals on the weekend, Southern Mallee Giants defeated Harrow Balmoral by 31 points, 13-8-56 to 7-15-57 in the second semi. And Japarit Rainbow defeated Stall Swifts by 21 points in the first semi. The prelim is this Saturday. It'll be... Harrow Balmoral versus Japarit Rainbow in the prelim at Pimpanayo on Saturday. Grand final Southern Mallee Giants versus, versus the winner of the prelim at the Horsham City Oval on Saturday week. So that's September the 16th. But in the meantime, uh, after the break, I'll be speaking to Sean Monaghan, the playing coach of the Southern Mallee Giants. Interchanger, the revolutionary app that's been built specifically for Australian football. For $100 per club, you can take all the guesswork out of managing your players' time on the ground. The Hawthorne and Bulldogs footy departments have used Interchanger in the past four grand finals. Contact Murray Bird via interchanger.com.au. That's Murray Bird via interchanger.com.au. The Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Hard to find, easy to love. Go to thestandardhotel.com.au for details. Welcome back to the Country Footy Show and PD Footy with thanks to Glenn McMahon from Bendigo Mortgage Brokers, Murray Bird from Interchanger and Paul O'Brien from the Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. My guest today uh, is the Southern Mallee Giants playing coach, Sean Wanahan. Welcome, Sean. Hi, mate. How are you? Very good. Now, I probably took a bit of a liberty there in describing you as the playing coach of the Giants because it's, uh, it's not actually the case after a, uh, a bad accident. Can you, tell us, can you tell us your playing status at the moment, Sean? Yes, he's uh, not playing at the moment, Paul. Um, just broke, broke my leg a couple of weeks ago, just a, just a fibula, so we're just enough to have me out for the rest of the year. So that's all right. We've got the non-playing gig and through to the grand final, so can't complain too much. Okay, so you've got plenty to look forward to, but just... Um, I want to talk about your leg for reasons that will become apparent to listeners, besides putting the playing coach out of the team. It's a, there's a wider significance. But tell us about the incident first. How did you actually break the leg? And how, and where was it? And how long ago was it? Uh, it was a couple of, two weeks ago, playing at um, playing home against Cal Key. Mm-hmm. I was just, just, just trying to twist and turn away and what to do what a 34-year-old probably shouldn't do. And... You know, getting caught with the ball and 
just got caught under under the tackle and he had a little, little pop and um, yeah, broke the uh, fibula. Unfortunately. Oh, right. So how, how long? I mean, if you were, if, the, if, the, if this was the start of the season, how long would you be out? Oh, probably six or eight weeks. Six or eight weeks. Okay. Yeah, you'd probably get back in six if you did everything right and had good good healing. Right. Huh? So it's not Gary Rowan twelve months out of the game, sort of. Sort of no, no, it's pretty, it's a it's a good break, yeah. Just, uh, just straight on boot, no plaster. Oh, no plaster. Yeah, a, a modern break. Okay. So how how did that? I mean, effect says you can't play footy. Does did it affect anything else? The fact that you had broken your leg. Well, yeah, I've got uh, eighteen months old twins at home, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and sort of ran my partner off her feet for uh, yeah, a good week. Yep. Until she uh, she had a bit of trouble herself. She actually plays um, or played in the uh, A grade netball side at the at the Giants, and she unfortunately tore her Achilles last weekend. Wow! Two old people in- injuries. Getting caught. Yeah. With, getting caught with a ball and an Achilles. <laughs> sorry to say this, and an Achilles injury. So sorry. What, what's your partner's name? Ah, uh, Courtney. Courtney, and and the twins' names. Uh, Lenny and Frankie, Lenny and the boy and a girl. Okay, so Courtney's an A-grade netballer. How'd she do her? How'd you do her Achilles? She was just went to accelerate, or oh, oh I think yeah, just, it was it wet, just taking off, and um, yeah, like, similar to me, trying to do things something that she probably shouldn't do, and <laughs> yeah, caught with the ball. <laughs> oh, well, now how does so two parents who are uh, inconvenienced by. Sporting injuries when you've got 18 month old twins. So, uh, you know, what, what happens in a day to day life situation as parents? How have, you, how have you coped with raising the twins? Or not raising, but you know, taking care of the twins in the last fortnight? Yeah, it keeps you honest. I'll, I'll tell you, um, we've had some um, fantastic support from the, uh, the Beulah and Hopeton communities. We, uh, we actually moved to, to Beulah, mm-hmm. which is. Um, Obviously, part of the Southern Early Giants, two the two towns merged three years ago. Yes, yep. And um, we've been out there for since January this year, and we've had just people, you know, dropping around food and taking the kids for a walk, and obviously got some got Courtney's um, in-laws helping out as well, staying with us, and yeah, it's all been all been happy, but it's going as well as it can, really. All right, Can't so too much. So I've heard you've been quite. Overwhelmed by the support you've received from the, from the well, especially from the Bueller community. Can you, can you give an example of some of the things that they've done for you, and some of the people involved? Oh, I think it was in, that day that Courtney, had, before she got home, people started from her game. People started coming around and just offering to help in any way they could. You know, like whether it be just a meal or just a just to chip in for some babysitting or, mm-hmm. you know, can we, can we drive you somewhere to the hospital? We'll take time off work and take you down to Melbourne. Or, uh, we couldn't believe it, actually. It, was, um, it blew us away. Really? And lots of casseroles and lasagnas, perhaps? Or what, what's, what's, been the, uh, what's been the fare that's been yeah. dropped off on the doorstep? Oh, a lot of, um, yeah, slow-cooked casseroles and uh, lasagnas. And what about tonight? Some... Um, Enchiladas, actually, from, from, from Beulah, from uh, Lenny Shannon in Beulah, which is another ticket so far. Was, um, so I'm eating better than 
We're eating better than we were. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating better than you were. Okay. Who, who yeah, was it? Definitely. Lynn, Lynn Shannon, was it? That, that was Lynn Shannon, yeah. And, and what did she make on Wow, that's... Yeah. A bit, of, bit, of, bit of a Mexican touch for you. Okay. Yeah, a bit of Mali Mexican. Mali... <laughs> now, you're not Mali people. Um... Uh, where where are you where are you and Courtney from, Sean? Um, we both grew up in Mansfield, actually. In Mansfield, right? Up up in the high country. And how, how did you how did you actually get to Beulah to coach the Southern Mallee Giants? Um, I actually got there through a bloke you know, Nathan Ryan. Yes, I know Nathan. Yeah. Um, just a connection of his. I was playing football. At Mansfield at the time, travelling up from Melbourne, and had just turned thirty, and um, didn't have great a great shoulder for a couple of years, and I was pretty much going to give it away. And and Nifty sort of said, you know, why don't you just drop down a level and get your shoulder sorted, and you might enjoy it for a couple of years, and I'll be able to help you out, you know, financially as well as of course. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was thinking, I thought, oh, well, I might as well give it a go, and. Um, I didn't think I'd ever be, uh, you know, living out there or, or playing there as long as I have. That's for sure. Okay, so, so you never, you I imagine you never knew much about the Horsham District League before you arrived. How, how have you how have you found it? Yeah, well, when I first came up there, it was it was the Mallee League. Um, okay, yeah. That that was um, obviously that's obviously disbanded now, and so. Bill merged with Hurton, as you know, it's gone to the Horsham League, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not bad for you. There's some really good teams, and then some. There's a big difference. There's some teams that are struggling at the bottom, um, as in the case with uh, a lot of a lot of country footy these days, I guess. Yep. But um, yeah, the top the top teams are pretty good, and the, the grounds are all in pretty good nick, and yeah, it's good fun. Well, yeah. So how long have you been? You've been up that way for a few years now, it sounds. Yeah, this is my fourth year. Fourth year. Have you have you been living at Beulah, yeah. or did you, have you just moved up there for coaching reasons? No, well, we won the premiership last year, and um, the, our coach Jeff Burnett was uh, made it clear that it was, was his last year. Mm-hmm. He wanted to retire, and and they didn't have a you know they wanted to get a coach internally, and um, it's just over a beer towards the end of the season, sort of hatched a bit of an idea and. Sort of mentioned to my, just my Courtney off the, my partner off the cuff, and we thought it'd be, uh, you know, a good experience to, um, to get up there because she, she came up quite a bit, um, over the, the fun for functions and games and then just really got, really got around it. The town got around it, so it's been, um, it's been a good move. Okay, so you were, you were, it sounds like you were living in Melbourne for the first three years and travelling up, were you? Yeah, yeah, it was just, um. A car load, oh, like four or five of us travel up every every week to um to Beulah. That's a long and then way. Up yeah, to the Giants. Yeah, far is that? Yeah, it's about three and a half if you don't stop. Three and a half hours, so yeah, four hours. Wow. Yeah, but it's um it's good. I actually miss the trips a bit sometimes. <laughs> good blokes, and um, as long as you've got a good one, good driver, you can sort of you know have a couple of beers in the back and yeah. get through it that way. Okay, so so it was good fun. So you moved up to Beulah. Yeah, well, what, 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 what were you doing work-wise in Melbourne, and um, did you continue that doing that in in, uh, in Beulah? 
Um, Brick Lab I tried. Um, I was doing that in Melbourne and a bit of form work as well. And there's, there's not, there's a bit of a lack of construction up the bill away. <laughs> and, um, They're not building new blocks of flats or anything. Okay. Yeah, there's not, not much going on apart from, um, obviously farming. And um, painting silos. Thought about traveling. That's another thing. Yeah, I what? could have. Yeah, I could have learned how to do that, I guess. Yep. But I thought about working, you know, driving a Horsham. But then I thought, no, bugger it, I'll get the full, full Mallee experience and got a job in the town with a, a, a sort of a grain transport company, Shannon Brothers. Yep. Give him a give him a plug there. Yeah, no. So tell us about the Shannon working with the Shannon Brothers. I mean, is this is this the largest firm in town, or is it? Well, there's two. There's, uh, grain, there's Grain Corp and, and the Shannon Brothers. Actually, it's not quite as big as Grain Corp, but um, right. yeah, it's it's pretty big still. Yeah, um, they're, they're a great crew and they really look after me. With um, they're the major sponsor of the footy club, so okay, they so pretty much let me let me get away with um, with anything really, to be honest. Really? So do you, do you what, turn up for work and sort of what, you boost morale by wandering around having a chat? Oh, right? or a bit more than that. All the all the footy. Yeah, you know, footy phone calls are all on work time and things like that, so they're, they're not too worried about productivity, which is good <laughs> with me. Fair enough. So you've been, you've been very well treated, haven't you, really? I mean, you've they've given you a oh, great job and they've yeah, taken care of you. All right. Yeah, so- I, can't, I can't really speak high enough. Like, um, on a Thursday night, Courtney's got a netball training, so yep. um, usually uh, Linny, Shannon or... Help out with the babysitting, or, or another lady, Lee George, helps out as well. And yep. on a Saturday, they take the kids while we're playing, and just um, such a really good place to have young kids. Okay, fair enough. Well, and you you inherited a very successful team, which can be a bit of a you know, hiding to nothing situation. I mean, the Giants is this their second year? Second year of um, being a merged club, the Giants. Uh, it's the third year of being a merged club, but the second year in the Horsham and District League, yes. Okay. Now, they were undefeated last year and won the flag. So you've taken over a very successful team. And thank yeah, you. Yeah, it did cross my mind, that high to nothing. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, it did cross your mind? Okay. I mean, yeah, basically it is, isn't it, really? Yeah. Anyway, but you've, 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 well, I must say you've done very well because you're still undefeated now. You've uh, won the yeah, second. Yeah, so far so good. Won the second semi on Saturday through to the, straight through to the grand final. So uh, one more match. If you can win that, you remain undefeated and be premiers. So it's been a successful season for you, no matter what happens on Saturday. Although, of course, you do want the ultimate success. How have you managed to maintain that success? Have you done anything in particular that's uh, you'd thought about before the season and it's worked for you? Oh, I'm pretty lucky to inherit the list that we've got, I guess, and um, just keeping most of the blokes from last year, and and a lot of a lot of local boys that um, just great great young leaders and at a good age, so like you're 20, you're 24, 25s. Like if I um, there's been times when I haven't been able to make training because the kids have been sick or something, and mm. it just runs like clockwork, really. So, I mean, I'm no super coach, that's for sure. The, I joke a bit that Courtney could coach the team, to be honest, sometimes. <laughs> Courtney, good side. Courtney might be a good coach. That's, uh, that's another another story, I suppose. But you've been... Yeah, yeah. Yes, it sounds like you've got a good... You have got a good team. 
why has why, why have the Giants got such a good team? I mean, you're 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 up in the Mallee. You're a long way from the from the larger regional centres or further further than the other clubs in the in the area. How, how, how have they managed to put together such a good team? Well, last year um, we had I think four four travellers from Melbourne, mm-hmm. and the rest and the rest were mainly. Locals, maybe one out of Horsham or two out of Horsham. And the rest all live in the area. And this the, year, the rest all live in the area, did they? No, they're in Melbourne. Oh, all right. Okay, so, so how, how many, how many, um, how, many the, how many, how many of the players lived in Hopeton or Beulah? You said one lived in Horsham and four drive up from Melbourne. Do the rest all live in? Yeah, most most of the players are live in um, in Hopeton or Beulah, and they, there's um, they do right. Yeah. A few guys, a few guys live in Horsham that. A lot of young, lot of young, young guys that get trades will go to Horsham and get a trade from the Mallee because obviously there's not a lot of work up there. Yes, yep. And then I'll travel, I'll travel back and play on the weekends and, yeah, come to training Thursday as well. Okay. All right. Um, so you, you managed to maintain a good team. Have you done anything game plan-wise or, or um, you know, some, done something in particular for a certain opposition or anything like that in your first year of coaching? Oh... Five game plans. I guess I've got a. I guess I've set. I guess I've got a certain structure. I've got a. You know, certain way we set up, and mm. took a while to get. It took a while to um, for everyone to get used to that. And they probably were. You know, thinking why are we why are we doing this. We were you know undefeated last year, but um, over the second half of the year, we've, I really haven't had to say things too much to remind them to do it. Everyone just knows sensing how it would be and to just play a role, and that's all you want. In a good team, just everyone is playing a role. It's a bit of cliche that one, but mm. that's how we're sort of playing at the moment. It's good. All right. It sort of hasn't been without its close calls. I saw that in. Hang on, I've got it written down here somewhere. Round fourteen, I think it was. Anyway, towards the end of the season, you've defeated um, Harrow Balmoral by four points at Balmoral, which, by the way, is two hundred kilometres from Hopeton. So the two clubs are. Spaced far apart. Uh, you've won by four points against Harrow Balmoral, so that's a close scrape. And then even in the second semi on Saturday, you won by 31 points, but it was 21 scoring shots to 22 in favour of Harrow Balmoral. So it's not a lay-down bazaar, the grand final, that's for sure. No, no, definitely not. They're, um, they're a very good side, Harrow. Um, I think we've played them over the last couple of years probably five times, and... We are unbeaten. Can you hear that rain in the background? It's starting to belt down here. Uh, it's just easing up here, to be honest. It's been pelting for an hour. Um, right. Um, I was saying, yeah, Harrow. Um, yeah, I was saying we're, un- we're unbeaten, but it's not. It doesn't feel like we've been unbeaten. We've mm. had to come from four or five goals down on three of those occasions to win. And really? So, um, yeah, down, down at Balmoral a few weeks ago, we, we only got rolled. We got pretty lucky at the end. and had a bloke just snag one from the boundary at the, with a couple of seconds left to, oh, right. to pinch it. So, I mean, that didn't change the result of the ladder. Would, we still would have played them in the second semi. And yeah, we are probably a bit lucky they were wasteful in the second semi. And if we're not, you know, switched on next week, they'll beat us. Okay, all right. Who, who uh, we should give credit where it's due, who, who kicked the goal from the boundary to win the game at Belmoral? Ah, uh, Brock, Brock Orville, Brocky Orville's, um, it was, um, 
it was, it was a bit of luck involved, I'll be honest. It sort of what bounced at the top of the square and sort of you kick it from the with it fifty hits of paint and then um it just sort of left, right, left, right and then it snuck through next to the post was yeah, it could have gone either way, but we'll we'll take it. <laughs> Oh, that's a quite a dramatic finish there. Now I understand Brock Orville yeah. missed, the, missed the second semi through suspension though, and you've still managed. He's a key midfielder, but you've still managed to get up. So that does he come back for the grand final? Yeah, he does come back. So um, unfortunately, someone's going to miss out. Well, actually, we've got another bloke coming back as well, Hayden Drews, mm-hmm. one of our best players. So it's going to be going to be a couple of tough. Tough calls. Just have, uh, oh, no. I've been sleeping too well early this week, so yeah, we'll have to um, make a couple of hard calls. But that's uh, that's what you want. It's a good problem to have. So, who was the other one? Hayden. Hayden Drew. Hayden Drew, right? Have you had meetings with this? How many in your selection committee? Oh, uh, it's three or three or four of us. Yeah. The official Three, sort of, really. The official yeah. selection committee. If you went to the pub, I'm sure you'd have about 37 in the selection Yeah. There's, there's, there's probably a thousand out there <laughs> in the pubs, Matt. Right. Who, who's, uh, who's the three-man, assuming it's a three-man, a selection committee? Uh, Keith Rankin, uh, Snowy George, and um, Peter Lehman, and my three selectors. So there's four of us. Okay. Now, there's, Lehman's a prominent name in the team. He's Peter... The father of any of the players? No, no. Peter's um, is Riley's brother. Riley's brother. And right. Riley plays. Riley's in our team. He kicked four for us on the weekend, actually. Yes, yeah. Um, Peter was um, he's retired now, but he's he was a gun for Bueller. I think he's four time Premiership player as well. So he's um, yeah, he loves helping me out. So he jumped in and I selected this year. Been really good. So I'll need him this this week. That's for sure. <laughs> have you had meetings yet? Like, have you discussed it in an unofficial oh, a couple way? Of phone calls, yeah, but a couple of long phone calls which haven't gone anywhere. Really, even though <laughs> haven't, haven't got the result. Yeah. So you end up these calls enough? Well, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll have to talk about it again uh, next week or something. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. It was, you know, it's going to be brutal. But well, <laughs> get out of coin, flip it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be nothing. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. All right, you have my you have my, you have my sympathy there. You mentioned Riley Lehman, he kicked four last week. Kane Robbins also kicked four. He's a gun goal kicker. Yeah. Luke Marty best on ground, and uh, Eric Guthrie was Harrow, Harrow Balmoral's best. Um, I mean, you've obviously got some key forwards who know how to kick a goal. I think Kane Robbins kicked 100, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. Who's, who's, um, um, who have been some prominent players who you'll be looking to... Uh, be prominent again on Grand Final Day. I'd say uh, I'd say Coleman Shackle will probably win our best and fairest. He's a young midfielder, moved back to the farm from North Ballarat. Just a just a great 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 young kid and a really set the standards around the place. So he'll he'll play well. He plays well every week. Just works hard. Um, Sam White, he's a young fella, moved back to the farm as well. Sent half forward, sort of sent half back. He's a terrific player and works works hard. He never plays a never plays a bad game either. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm expecting uh, Brock to come out firing after missing a few weeks. Yes. Of suspension. What, what was his? Can I ask? What was he suspended for? Uh, 
I think the charge was rough conduct, I think. It was a bit of blew off the ball. Um, it was investiga- There was no report on the day. It was an investigation. Um, I'm not sure I really should be talking about it, actually. Can I speak about this stuff? Yeah. Um, there was an investigation. Um, you know, getting three weeks. Okay. So, well, they're yeah. the basics. Oh, the, other, the other bloke got two weeks, I think, as well. So they both got done, so... So they both got time. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, is Coleman Shackey, is it? Now, I know Josh Shackey up at Brisbane, he, he was drafted from Seymour, but I think his father was a Mallee bloke. So is, is he related to... Um, in fact, I know he was a Mallee bloke. Uh, is he related to... Is Coleman Shackey related to Josh Shackey? Yeah, they're cousins, yeah. There's a, there's a photo of... Um Josh Shackey's dad on the wall, actually, in the Hopeton, Hopeton Club range, yeah. That, 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 Hopeton, is, Hopeton is his um, home club, okay. Well, and he play, I think he yeah. played... Laurie, wasn't it? He played for Brisbane himself in the uh, in the early yeah. years of the Bears days. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, he's in a Brisbane jumper on the wall in the Hopeton Club range. Actually, I'll mention one more, one more old bloke. Tony. I know Tony Lehman. He's a, a much-loved brother-in-law of a mate of mine, Steve Russell. And Tony won... Lots of best, lots of best, lots of best and fairest playing for Bueller, and I imagine he's still around the club. Is Tony still around? Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a great man, Tony. A uh, bullpit, the boys, boys call him. Um, yeah, absolute legend. Uh, his son Tyler's a, he's a great, great player and a great fellow as well. Plays for us. Fair enough. You, great you, family actually, all around. Trish, his wife. Yep. And uh, Marty as well. Trish is actually uh, Trish Robbins originally. She's um, Steve's wife is Nikki. Well, was Nikki Nikki Robbins from Minyip, so quite close to Bueller. Now, um, speaking of premierships, uh, we might get on to your own, uh, Sean. So you played in one premiership, I understand. Can you, um, first of all, you, you played a lot of footy at Perth in the Waffle. Is that right? Oh no, just the one year over there. One year, and you certainly wouldn't have played in a premiership at Perth because I haven't been near it for a fair no, while. No, no. But um, you you did play in one at Mansfield, which is your home club. Tell us about that. Or one, yeah, that maybe more than in, uh, maybe more than one actually. But, uh, no, actually, um, that was that was in two thousand four. I played in it, and they won one in two thousand nine. And I was I was living in the UK, okay. so I missed that one. But um, yeah, 2004, so that makes me feel yeah, very old, actually, talking well, about that now. 13 years ago, Mansfield defeated Tura by 61 points. Where did you play? I mean, this Golden Valley League, I mean, that, that would have been Mansfield's first premiership in that comp. Um, it would have been it an was, historic yeah. day. What, what role did you play that day? Oh, I just played as a young fellow playing out in the wing. Um, we're, we're a very, very good side. Obviously, David Mensch was coaching and we had the Hotton brothers, and just a, I was lucky we had a good hard midfield, um, just feeding the ball out to the young guys, and we had, we had a pretty good day, yeah, 10-goal win. Okay. So how old, how old were you then? Uh, sorry, is that your only premiership you've ever played in, Sean? Yeah, yep. Well, it's a shame that, well, it's, it's a shame you're going to miss out on any premiership, but it's, it's a shame you can't play next week. Um so how old are you now, mate? You were, you were, said you were a young bloke in 2004, 13 years ago. I'm um, 34, turning, turning 35 in December. Okay, so just about, just about cooked. Just about cooked. You wear number 33. Is that significant at all? The, the jumper number you wear? No, not at all. I reckon I was 
I can't find ten different numbers throughout <laughs> <laughs> my career. Um, but yeah, I really cared at all, to be honest. Yeah, all right, I think right. even, even when I was at Manchester, uh, playing cricket with a young bloke, I'd I'd, I'd miss the practice matches because of cricket, and someone would be wearing my jumper, and I'd just grab a spare one. I really didn't care at all, <laughs> and just keep wearing it. Um, yeah. Well, the reason I ask is that two weeks ago I interviewed Luke Dyer, who won his fourth Wren medal for the best and fairest in the East Gippsland League. And he, I think he wears number eight. And after I finished the interview, I said, oh, is there any significance to number eight? And he had this great long story about his uncle wore it and his, his huge significance in the family. And it was all wasted because it was uh, off air. But anyway... I've asked you on air, and there's absolutely no significance to you wearing the number that you wear. But never, mind. <laughs> never mind. No, I wish I, I wish I had a good story. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now well, look. Just before we go, um, you're, as you say, you and Courtney are indisposed, uh, and you've had great help from Courtney's parents-in-law, who've driven from Mansfield to help you out at Beulah. Where are you this way? Are you? Have you? I understand you've gone I'm, to Mansfield because um, that's well. It's, where the kids can be cared for by the in-laws, it sounds. Yeah, well, Courtney had to obviously have her surgery for her Achilles in Melbourne, and her her father drove her to Mansfield after that last week, and so her mother stayed around with me in Beulah until footy, the second semi was done. Yep. And we we packed up Sunday and came to Mansfield to sort of set up camp here for the week. Yep. And um, I've handed over the... The reins to the boys up to the Coleman Shack and another bloke up there, and I'll head back there. Hopefully, uh, we'll play boy a bit here, see how we're going. It's pretty, uh, pretty hectic at the moment, but hopefully, get back to, um, you know, take training Tuesday next week. Okay, so you're gonna, you, you're, does it concern you at all that you're not taking training this, this week? Oh, no, the club's been absolutely sensational, really. As soon as it happened, they said just, Look after yourself. They even said, if you just want to come Saturdays, that's fine. Um, I guess that's just a, I've got a lot of faith in our list as well. A lot of, a lot of young leaders there. Sounds like can it. Take the reins. Yeah. Will you, will you go back and watch the preliminary final this Saturday? I probably should. I probably should. But, um, yeah, if family comes first, I'll see how we're going here first. Yeah. All right. Play, um, play for you. Yeah, we've played we've played Harrow three times now this year, so I've seen a bit of them. I'm I'm pretty sure we'll be playing them again. Uh, we'll, play, you, we'll, we'll play boy either. You you actually you would be well acquainted with them. It sounds you've played them a lot, of, as you say. Yeah. Just just finally, the, I mean, Bueller and Mansfield are a long way apart, but they're sort of uh, topograph topographically and what have you. I mean. They're very different places. Beulah on the flat plain, <laughs> plains of the Mallee, Mansfield at the foot of the mountains. Do you enjoy going back to where you're from? And, or do you feel a bit strange these days when, you, when you're back and you look out the window and there's not these long, flat wheat fields? Oh, no, we come back, um, we come back a bit. Like on a, We'll come back on a bye, obviously, just to get around, you know, families and that. And I'll go down and watch the, the boys play footy and have a couple of cans. And I love it. The thing I takes in getting used to is just the cold. It's, it's just that little icy, that little edge on the on the cold up here. It's just, oh, I'm not used to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
you get a bit soft. It would have been just, a, it was cold in Melbourne today. I can't remember a, a day in September like it. How cold up, I think it, uh, on the tram it was about nine degrees at five o'clock. How, what was the top temperature in Mansfield today? I don't want to know. Actually, I haven't been outside today. <laughs> I don't want to know. How Wrong person was. to ask. All right. Yeah, shocking, yeah. I actually did an apprenticeship here. I don't know how I did it. Reclaiming apprenticeship, looking back, I, yeah, you must just obviously go up and get used to it, but it's just so cold. <laughs> All right. We could talk about weather and mountains and whatever for a long time, but we'll uh, we'll wind it up there. Sean Monaghan. Thanks very much for coming on PD Footy. Just before I go, I'd like to encourage all listeners to uh, subscribe on iTunes. If you do that, the uh, interview just drops into your inbox each week without you having to do anything. Uh, thanks, Sean, for coming on. Good luck with your recovery from your broken leg and Courtney with her Achilles and uh, Courtney's parents. I'll get a good rest when you uh, get back on your feet. Um, and good luck to the Giants in the grand final, whether you play... Harrow Barramoral or Japan at Rainbow the following week. Uh, it'll be a big week and um, good luck, mate. Thanks for coming on PD Footy. Oh, thanks for having me, Paul. Good on you.